0: La You are listening to Your Community Spirit the show about caring, sharing and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. This is Orda Energy, Mon,
1: and this is Tree Song.
0: And we are live and local.
1: Local local. <laughs>
0: and slightly in your face. I'm How do we be in your face when we're talking on the radio?
1: We're going to lean our heads out of the radio. Hello. It's
0: like, well, in your head. Yeah. How about that?
1: In your head space. (laughs)
0: There you go. This has been, for me, a very, very exciting month. Well, last month. I guess December is pretty good, too. Um, I went and looked at the solar power production at the radio station as I was walking in. And so far this month, it's produced 31 kilowatts meaning in the last two days. Yeah. Um, and today it's producing right, right around 3,000 watts right now when I walked in. So
1: That's exciting.
0: Yep. Um, I'm going to have to teach all the different DJs how to talk about it like that. You know? Yeah.
1: You can maybe teach them how to check it too. I don't even know how to check it. There you go. <laughs> I know it's there.
0: There is a lot, a lot of information on the buttons. but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, last night... I wrapped up the seventh school in the training electricians how to install solar and in the process putting solar on schools. So we did three schools in Heron, three in Johnson City, and yesterday was in Vienna. And um, in the process trained – well – I did the hands-on training, and then there's also the you know the book learning training, and then in February they go to take the NABCEP test, which I'm certified. But there's only three um, actual people in Southern Illinois who are certified to install solar. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully at the end of this process we'll add another five to eight, you know.
1: I like how there's the dual educational component of putting it on schools so people who are going to the schools will learn about it. But then as you install it, you're also teaching too. Oh, yeah. Teaching to actually do the, the work. Yeah. And so,
0: yes, it will actually produce electricity, but in the process, it's educating. Yeah. I think my favorite part of it is when the kids got out of the school and they walked past there, if someone said, hey, what is that? I didn't have to answer. Someone else in the crowd was like, what do you mean? That's a solar panel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Just> like...
1: <laughs> so they know. <laughs> yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. So
0: in other crazy energy news.
1: Yes. Dakota Access. 2,000 veterans had to support protesters offer protection from police.
0: Wait a second.
1: Protection from police.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So Michael Wood Jr., a Marine Corps veteran and former Baltimore police officer. So that makes this especially ironic, you know, he himself is a former police officer and he's going there to protect the protesters from the police. Uh, He's leading a group of 2,000 veterans to North Dakota uh, this weekend to join ongoing protests against the Dakota Access Pipeline. Wood, 37, made headlines last year for speaking out in a series of tweets against what he viewed as wrongdoing with his police department. He spoke out after Freddie Gray died from a spinal cord injury after being taken into custody by Baltimore police and is a prominent supporter of the Black Lives Movement. And I've seen that intersection, several prominent people from the Black Lives Movement going to uh, support Standing Rock to show solidarity. So earlier this month, Wood and fellow veterans Wes Clark Jr., you may recognize that name. It's the son of former General Wesley Clark. They put out a call for 500 veterans and $100,000 in funding to help oppose what they feel is escalating police violence against the Dakota Access protesters or water protectors, as they prefer to be called. So they got an overwhelming response to this. They, got, they actually cut off the signups because they o- could only handle 2,000, so <laughs> they, they limited it at 2,000. What they, do
0: you mean they only could handle 2,000? I don't know.
1: I don't know how they picked that number, but they, they apparently got more than they knew how, what to do with. So, well, I
0: mean, they have to have food and supplies got to, them, to take yeah. care of them. I mean, yeah, it's you know.
1: and it's. You may not know this. It's cold up there right now, <laughs> so they've got to keep them sheltered as well in the camp. Uh, so and they raise more than you're five, talking
0: about North Dakota.
1: Yeah, North Dakota. This is not like it's cold. Yeah, it's, this is not Southern Illinois winter. This isn't even Chicago winter. This is North Dakota winter.
0: And there's like, like a rough estimate. I've heard as many as ten thousand people camped out there. Yeah, it's in North Dakota, in North Dakota, in December, December, these people really care about this. Yeah, they are out there protecting us. If you've seen the map, we are downstream from what they are talking and they are protecting.
1: Yeah, that
0: is amazing.
1: If you go to insideclimatenews.org, there's a full interview with this guy. Um, they're, they're, I've also seen other various stories of a, a representative from Hawaii is going who's a veteran, uh, so a uh, a sitting representative is going. Um, lots of people are going to show their support.
0: And there are people locally that are showing support. I've read that um, next Thursday there's a fundraiser. Um, behind you next Saturday says there's a rummage sale and fundraiser. So that's two events locally that people are raising money to buy supplies for them because I guess they realize we are downstream and we need to help the people who are protecting us upstream. Yeah. So now going further north, the Arctic is a seriously weird place right now.
1: Seriously weird.
0: I mean, we consider it pretty weird because it's like the north. They have cold stuff there. The sun set on the North pole more than a month ago, not to rise again until spring. Usually that serves as a cue for sea ice to spread its frozen tentacles across the Arctic Ocean. But, in the depths of the polar night, a strange thing started to happen in mid-October. Sea ice growth slowed to a crawl and even started shrinking for a bit. Intense warmth in both the air and the oceans is driving the mini-meltdown at a time when Arctic sea ice should be rapidly growing. This follows last winter when temperatures saw a huge December spike. Even in an age where climate change is making outliers, lowest maximum sea ice extent set two years in a row, the hottest year on record set three years in a row, global core bleaching entered a third year. The norm? What's happening in the Arctic right now stands out for how outlandish it is. Quote, I've never seen anything like this last year and a half, said Mark, director of the National Snow and Ice Data Center. People have some unique jobs, you know? Yeah. Just like this guy's job is to be the data center for the National Snow and Ice. The latest twist in the Arctic Sea Ice saga began in mid-October. Temperatures stayed stuck in their September range, Causing sea ice growth. By the end of the month, the Arctic was missing a chunk of ice the size of the eastern U.S.
1: That's a lot of ice.
0: The oddness continued into November. A large area of the Arctic saw temperatures as much as 36 degrees Fahrenheit above normal. (laughs) For a second there, I thought 36 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's not, yeah.
0: 36 degrees above normal. Yeah. In other words, it was so warm in the Arctic that despite the lack of sunlight, sea ice actually disappeared.
1: Yeah, that's, and that's very strange when you're in the middle of the dark time and it's winter and the sea ice actually is melting.
0: <laughs> if you would like to receive links to this report and anything we talk about, send us an email, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. In the Arctic, yeah, it's gone weird.
1: It's gone weird. And while, you know, some people will, will say, oh, well, it's just sea ice. It's not the glaciers falling into the, the ocean, which is true. But sea ice does play an important role in reflecting the light back so we don't absorb as much heat.
0: Are you trying to downplay that it's 36 <laughs> degrees hotter and in half of the U.S. in ice has melted?
1: Oh no! I'm just pointing out. I know other people are <laughs> don playing it, so I'm don playing the don playing. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> if that's a thing, it is actually very important to notice that all this ice is going away. <laughs> it's going to make a difference, and not for the better. Well, in other news, though, environmental organizations see an outpouring of support post-election. Since election day, human rights organizations like Planned Parenthood, the American Civil Liberties Union, and the NAACP have seen their donations spike. Quote, this is the greatest outpouring of support for the ACLU in our nearly 100-year history, an executive director announced, uh, greater than the days after 9-11. It's almost as though people are concerned about what's going to happen in the next administration. Uh, that goodwill has also spilled over into the coffers and membership lists of environmental organizations. While it's too soon to tell how much green groups will collect uh, in the wake of the election, This month's flood of support could come as a boon to organizations that usually receive a small portion of philanthropic giving.
0: Environmental and animal welfare groups traditionally rank low on the list of causes Americans donate to. In 2015, they received just 3% of total donations, far less than churches, schools, hospitals, even arts and culture. It seems that President-elect Donald Trump's promises to overturn Obama-era environmental regulations and ditch an international climate agreement have spurred those angered by election results to vote with their wallets. Quote, the incoming administration threatens to roll back environmental protections across the board. End quote, said Earth Justice President Trip von Noppen in a statement. With renewed support, Earth Justice plans to provide a line of defense against these rollblocks. By deepening its legal team and increasing the number of clients it represents, already more than 600, in its legal battle. It's like.
1: Yeah. Now, one of the things that comes to mind for me, too, is the article mentioned some of the big groups like 350.org and.
0: uh, Well, it says they've gained tens of thousands of new supporters since Election Day.
1: Yeah. One thing I'm trying to keep in mind, though, is the more local and regional groups, too, because all of this outpouring of support is going to the big green groups. But are people remembering that there are groups in the local area that work on these issues too, like like Southern Illinoisans against fracturing our Environment, Well uh, hard, we hard we word, have you know.
0: We have a fracking expert who's coming here this week, and I happen to read the the comments on the article. Um, that I saw on, on this, was it last night or this morning? Anyway, I looked up in the news and I was reading about this fracking expert who's coming to speak. Mm, yeah. And it was interesting to me that all the comments were against fracking and I recognized not a single one of the person. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, people are becoming educated in knowledge about issues. And so.
1: Yeah, and becoming more vocal too. I wonder how many of those people, too, they became more vocal because they're concerned about the direction things are heading. But whatever the reasons, it's good to see this outpouring of support for uh, working on fossil fuels-related issues and uh, a lot of things related to climate change and other environmental issues, too.
0: In absolutely sunny news, yeah, the sunny India shining. unveils the world's largest solar Plant. Image has been released showing the sheer size of the new power plant in southern India. The facility in Kathmuthi, Tamil Nadu has a capacity of 648 megawatts and covers an area of 10 square kilometers. It makes it the largest solar power plant in a single location, taking the title from the Topaz Solar Farm in California, which only has the capacity of 550 megawatts.
1: <laughs> Maybe they should do like they do for the wrestling uh, <laughs> competitions, like- have a giant golden belt that they hand to the new champion.
0: <laughs> I mean, um, this new project comprises of 2.5 million individual solar modules and costs $679 million to build. And so... Um, it, it was built in an impressive eight months and funded by the Anandi Group, and it's cleaned every day by a robotics system, which is, of course, charged by its own solar panels.
1: <laughs> I wonder if they did that as a practical measure or just because it was cool. Like, hey, let's have a robot clean our
0: solar <laughs> Just like, At full capacity, it is estimated to produce enough electricity to power about 150,000 homes. Um, is that Indian homes or U.S. homes? <laughs> <Just like.
1: laughs> yeah, I wonder which metric they used. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, um, um, by 2022, India aims to power 60 million homes by solar, in part of the government's goal to produce 40% of its power from non-fossil fuels by 2030. The aim has been praised by environmental groups and is hoped will help reduce the country's problem with air quality. At the beginning of this month, the pollution level in the capital reached its worst level in 17 years. Mm -hmm. As solar power increases, India is expected to become the world's third biggest solar market from next year on, after China and the U.S. So we're still in the
1: running. We're still in the running, yeah. And this reminds me, too, of some of the stuff I heard on the Years of Living Dangerously TV show. I've been watching that and... uh, (laughs) It's you know it's all about climate. It takes these celebrities and they go. How many hours
0: a day do you watch it? <laughs> because the thing that kills you the most is wa- sitting, sitting sedentary.
1: Sedentary, yeah. <laughs> I've actually been less sedentary now that I've got a little baby to run around with. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, good to see this attention focusing on what's going on in other countries. We often see things being defeated here in the U.S. and we get concerned. But other countries are also working on these issues, too. And that's a very impressive array that they've done. But as you mentioned, it is interesting to think about different standards of living in different countries. How we consume so much more per capita, that sort of thing. Because they, you know, they consume a lot of energy in India, but they have so many more people. And it's just because the per capita is lower, but they have a lot of people.
0: I mean, people call me all the time and want to live off grid, and then I tell them the average off grid person uses forty percent of the energy of an on grid person. Yeah, and they're <laughs> and like, they say, "Well, yeah. maybe
1: maybe I was thinking too quickly." Yeah,
0: I mean, it's still possible to do. It's just going to cost you more money. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's you know, reduce your energy usage, and then your solar system is smaller.
1: Yeah, yeah. and it may it may make you rethink some of the things you do like do you really need all the lights on in the house or do you need all the gadgets you have or just one you know
0: well they're 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 now starting to have these um i guess you know smartphone kind of apps but for your whole house where you just talk you know you say you know turn the light off and turn the music on and and they learn your lifestyle Mm -hmm. so that you use less energy if you set it to that mode
1: yeah that sounds like fun
0: so like one of them is the the Nest thermostat and so it'll learn your lifestyle and then it will you know when you're not home turn turn your thermostat back so you're not using so much energy it's like what do they say for 1 degree turn back for 8 hours reduces your electric bill 3%
1: yeah and that'll so save you money 1 degree
0: too. i mean think about it how much is 1 degree going to make a difference you know um if you did five degrees, that'd be 15% reduction on your utility bill.
1: So yeah. And then if you do that five degrees and you do energy efficiency measures too, then that's even more amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, m- my my house in town, The I mean, the solar has been cranking out because it's been sunny and cool. Yeah. You know, for the last couple of weeks, it's just been... Producing power.
1: Great so. weather for solar.
0: The holidays. It is December. Somehow I missed a whole month of giving thanks. I yeah. was so busy. Um,
1: yeah, we did November go. It flew by so quickly. This and then I before.
0: kind of went on a little uh, uh, anti-thanks rampage over the Thanksgiving holiday because, hmm. you know, my Native American culture thanksgiving for me is not a day of giving thanks it's a day of remembrance of all the family that has been you know killed over the past time you know yeah. it's it's um for me it's a memorial day it's a day of remembrance and so i kind of went on a little uh crying spell almost when everybody else was saying everything's so wonderful and i was like no my relatives are being attacked in North Dakota right now, yeah, and so I don't know um, it kind of made me think and, and I have re kickstarred my thankfulness, and I'm ready now to and then there was buy nothing day you know <laughs> yeah. there was the day after giving thanks is the day that people buy the most stuff, so that also gave me a little like,
1: Meh. <laughs> yeah. <just> like <laughs> yeah, there's a sort of Lack of gratitude and a lot of that. So then it's it's good. I I think it's good to take that time that there, that there is in Friday to think about those issues, but then also in other times in your life to find gratitude. Also, it's hard to strike a balance. <laughs> and I, I tried to remember when I was giving, you know, thanks. I the main thing I gave thanks for was that there are a lot of people right now supporting the uh, the Standing Rock Sioux and the 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 camps out there because in the past a lot of those struggles have gone on without support.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's you know, been going on. It's so been
1: going on for 500 years. <laughs> well, You know, I
0: mean Native Americans didn't get the right to practice their own religion until the 1972 Native American Freedom Act. Yeah. You know, the Religious Freedom Act, it wasn't specifically Native American, but Yeah.
1: And it had to survive underground during those times.
0: Yeah, so we should mention a few holidays. Yes,
1: holidays.
0: Monday is repeal day. The 21st Amendment ends prohibition.
1: Hmm. A lot of people celebrating that day, I'm sure.
0: It's like, you'll drink to that. I wonder <laughs> if that's
1: also why bathtub party day is on that day. <laughs> yes, having a ba- they didn't have to make the, the alcohol in the bathtub anymore, so they just had a big party in it.
0: And we do start to have cold weather here, so National Roof Over Your Head Day. Tuesday is put-on-your-own-shoes day. What, does someone else put them on for
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
0: like... Oh, um,
1: Wednesday is letter-writing day. That's a good practice to revive. Um, you know, sending an actual letter in the mail rather than emails and such.
0: I, I have signed up for a postcard-writing one called Post-Crossing, where you get random... For every postcard you send, you received one.
1: Oh, yeah, I've heard and of that. And I'm
0: sure there's a letter-writing equivalent... Yeah, and I would like to get in that cuz I used to have pen pals and I love receiving letters.
1: Yeah.
0: Um also coming up is of course Pearl Harbor Day and Take it to the Ear Day. I don't know what that means, but Yeah. Um I did want to mention that tomorrow is the dedication for the local Habitat for Humanity house that, you know, people around in the area have um helped build it is at 1924 hamilton street in murfreesboro at 10 a.m and it's i don't know what what month is it it started in like end of january to build it yeah and so a group of volunteers meets every saturday and they built this house for this lady and so
1: they built it we've been hearing about it every now and then on the show and um, it's good to hear it finally came to fruition and they so, got the house there.
0: So basically they hand over the keys and say, here you are, we have built you a house, now it's up to you to make it a home. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, in other events... Yes,
1: yeah, so other events, the, uh, there's still ongoing donations for the Standing Rock. Uh, the, they're going on at... Uh, donations are being picked up at Guy House, among other places. Um, also... Oh, well, the farmer's market has just ended for the the outdoor one. Uh, It's no longer going on because it's December.
0: But they moved to (laughs) the indoor one. They moved to the
1: indoor one, so they may have a table at the indoor one.
0: So the winter farmer's market is now Saturdays 9 till noon in the Carbondale High School.
1: Yeah, and so they're also having a rummage sale on on Saturday, December 10th from 7 a.m. to noon at 1009 South Glenview Drive in Carbondale. And rather than pricing the items individually, they're inviting people to take what they need and donate what they want.
0: So they are collecting stuff now. If you have items you wish to donate to the rummage sale, you can bring them directly to the sale. If not, you can drop them off at Guy House during the public hours.
1: I think Badilla is very enthusiastic about the rummage
0: sale. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first Saturday vigil, Peace and Justice vigil, is, of course... This Saturday, make America better with justice, diversity, nonviolence, and a halt to global warming. Man, that's like everything (laughs) wrapped up in a warm, fuzzy package. All that wrapped up in
1: one. That sounds like a good holiday.
0: (laughs) It's just like signs will be provided, but all are encouraged to bring appropriate messages that fit the theme of making America better. That is Saturday downtown at 1 p.m. Also, the first, the monthly Labyrinth Walk at 7.30 a.m. on Sunday, the Labyrinth Peace Park, the monthly community walking meditation from 7.30 to 8.00 a.m. at the Nor- the Labyrinth Peace Park north of Gaia House at 913 South Illinois Avenue in Carbondale. More information is labyrinthpeacepark.org. Essays on the Natural History of Illinois. Thursday, December 8th at 7 p.m. at 216 East Monroe Street. John Schwagman will... I'm sure I messed that up. I'm so bad with words. ...will tell how the essays in in his, his new book came about and a little about the native plant conservation program that w- they were a part of. Of course, you will tell what is covered in the book and some of its highlight. The book is free and open to the public. This is sponsored by the Sierra Club Shawnee Group.
1: The oh, right. So yes, we also have coming up the Labyrinth Peace Park Restoration Group. It's coming up on Saturday at 1.30 p.m. at the Guy House Interfaith Center. Uh, It's an opportunity for people who like the labyrinth and want to get involved in in restoring it, beautifying it, to show up and share their ideas.
0: And, of course, we have the Lights Fantastic Parade. This weekend is jam-packed. Please go out and pick up our local wonderful free papers, the Carbonell Times and the Nightlife, to look at all the wonderful events that are happening this weekend.
1: Um, Yeah, and there are a whole series of events just around the Lights Fantastic itself, too. There's the cookie walk, isn't it? There's the tour of the local businesses that are having cookies. I think there's a reindeer again this year. Yeah,
0: downtown, right now, they're putting together the ice.
1: Yeah, I saw that, the ice rink. You know,
0: it's, it's unique in that they don't need ice to do it.
1: Yeah, it's a synthetic ice rink. It's
0: basically like a really slick plastic. Yeah. That, you know, you still can slip and fall because it's slick. Yeah. And um, that will be set up downtown along with the reindeer, um, the cookie walk, as you mentioned, in the Carbondale Civic Center. They'll have a Chili um, fundraiser. Um, basically, the whole downtown will be this party, you know. Yeah. I mean,
1: celebration with 10,000
0: people come downtown for this weekend. Which reminds me, if you plan to go to the play at the stage company, they will be delaying the play till eight o'clock. Yeah. I think, um, because of course there's the pl- the the yeah the parade goes the out parade, and mm-hmm. so you know, um, in the past people have tried to get to the play and it was impossible because there's so many people. Yeah. So they will be delaying starting the play um, until. After the parade. But it will still be a warming station, oh, yeah. I'm sure. They've done that in the past. They've had an open house and a warming station. So go in there, get warm, and then stay for the play.
1: Good times.
0: Um, today, there is... I'm, I'm coming with, up with someone off the top huh. of my head. Yeah, today, there is the... Um, Kevin Lucas orchestra is playing as a fundraiser for good Samaritan ministries. I forgot which winery. I think it's at Russell Hill. Could someone call me up and remind me? Cause I want to go. <laughs> Just yeah. like, I'll have to go read the paper. Yeah. Um,
1: it's a good deal. I, Music and a winery supporting a good cause.
0: There you go. And um, coming up next weekend is the 12th annual Southern Illinois alternative gift fair.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like 30 different nonprofits all set up at the Carbonell Civic Center. And it's really fun because you get to buy a gift to basically, it's a three-way gift. You buy something from a nonprofit, so you're supporting them, and that makes you happy. And then you give the gift to a friend, and it makes you happy again. Mm-hmm. And the friend gets something and that makes them happy. Is, you yeah. get happy twice, so I guess that's mm-hmm. four gifts.
1: Yeah, so it's a, it's a multi-directional gift. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Stacking functions.
0: <laughs> so um, that oh, yeah. is uh, Sunday, December 11th. So mark your calendar for that one. Very important.
1: Also coming up on Saturday, December 10th is Chris Mahana Kwanzadon over at Guy House. Uh, that's the holiday annual holiday celebration and fundraiser for Guy House. Uh, it's going to be food and music and we'll have all sorts of details about it next week but uh, it's coming up on the 10th
0: this has been another exciting and informative half hour of your community spirit if you would like to interact with us in anything we talked about info at your dot org we'll see you again on the radio next week